Hello there. Glad to see you. I'm Peter Alsop, and this is my Songs to Chew podcast. This week, we'll listen to a song from my Uh-Oh album, Little Kid. I wrote this song to help young children living in families where parents have a limited number of tools in their parenting toolboxes. They get at their wit's end, look in, and find out that the only tool left for them is physical punishment for the child. Parents don't want to use that tool, but they don't know what else to do. I had an older child, Anna Hinckley, sing the song, and a younger child, Kira Schatz, repeat the same line after her. We'll talk about it after a listen. And if you'd like, after Anna sings the words, please feel free to sing along with Kira. Okay, here we go with Little Kid. I am just a little kid. I am just a little kid. But not for long. But not for long. Someday I'll be a big kid. Someday I'll be a big kid. Big and strong. Big and strong. Next I'll be a teenager. Next I'll be a teenager. Yeah, so? Yeah, so? Then I'll be a grown-up. Then I'll be a grown-up. Just like you. Just like you. Just like you. But I won't hit my little kid. I won't hit my little kid. When something's wrong. When something's wrong. When I'm angry at my little kid. I'm angry at my little kid. I'll sing this song. I'll sing this song. I'll say, hey, I love you, little kid. Hey, I love you, little kid. When you act like a little kid, that's okay. When you act like a little kid, that's okay. I'm sorry I was mean to you. Sorry I was mean to you. That's what I'll say. That's what I'll say. Hope I won't be a grown-up who acts that way. Hope I won't be a grown-up who acts that way. Cause now I'm just a little kid. Cause now I'm just a little kid. So I act like a little kid. So I act like a little kid. And that's okay. And that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That was Greg Hilfman playing piano with the kids. When I perform the song live in concert, I ask the audience to repeat each line that I sing right after I sing it, like Anna and Kira. The first part of the song is fun and simple, and even a bit humorous, and everyone repeats after me. Then, when I get to the lyric that says, but I won't hit my little kid when something's wrong, things change. Because when I sing this song with a family audience that has parents in it, there's a high probability that some of them spank their children, or they were spanked themselves, by parents who didn't know what else to do with an unruly child. So we all sing along, enjoying the concert, and everyone repeats every line. But at this point in the song, some parents find themselves in an uncomfortable situation. If they sing that line out loud, but I won't hit my little kid when something's wrong, they know it isn't true, because they do spank their children. Then they experience what we call cognitive dissonance, which happens when you say, I don't do that, when in fact your brain is saying, hey, I actually do that. It becomes immediately consciously clear that There's a mismatch, and at the same time, an uncomfortable social awareness goes through our head. If I stop singing right now, the people on either side of me might guess that I use physical punishment at home. They might think that I beat my children or something, which is partially true. So now I have to decide to either keep singing along with the song and lie, or stop singing along and maybe reveal to the people around me that I hit my kids. So is this a mean-hearted thing to do? Is it okay to purposely create this kind of uncomfortable dilemma for parents who may spank or hit their children even if they're only doing it to teach the kids how to behave properly? As an educator, I believe that when we feel uncomfortable about any social situation, we can either avoid discomfort and blame someone else for how we feel, 
or we can examine why we're uncomfortable. We can look to see if there's anything we need to change in our behaviors to avoid these uncomfortable feelings in the future. Usually, when we choose the comfortable way to go, we miss an opportunity to grow. When I sing this song in concert, I don't single anyone out and usually don't discuss this dynamic with the audience. It doesn't help if parents feel ashamed by being outed in a public setting about their spanking behaviors. Parents usually only hit their children when they truly don't know what else to do. We can talk things over with them. We can seek professional help. We can call for a cooling off time. We can make deals with them. We could figure out some other suggestions, but it's better if someone feels the need to look for themselves for other choices that will work better in their situation than hitting their kids. For when we do that, isn't it also teaching children that it's okay to use violence to solve a problem? What I do instead is I talk to the audience about how my dad used to spank us. We had five boys and a girl in our family. My dad made a chore chart for us kids where each of our names were listed and we each had boxes that we needed to check off when our separate chores were finished. At the end of the day, when my dad got home from work at 6 p.m., if we didn't have our chores done, we would have to bend over and grab our ankles and we got spanked on the butt with the John Brown belt for each box that wasn't checked off. Man, you should have seen the activity around our house at 5.55. Finally, one of my human service professional fans spoke to me after a concert. Hey, Peter. You were an abused child. (laughs) I laughed and said, no, I'm not. Hey, my dad didn't just come home and get mad and thrash us. He was very organized about it. It was our fault. We didn't get hit if we did our chores. And she looked me straight in the eyes and said, it may be true that you didn't do your chores, but it was your father's choice to hit you for not doing them. And I said, hmm, yeah, you're right. So it's really okay with me if a parent feels internally conflicted about their own behavior. I don't pass judgment on them, and I don't tell them what to do. It's a personal, internal question that I hope they choose to address. This kind of discomfort from a new awareness that causes cognitive dissonance can propel a parent to actively look for other ways to deal with their child's unwanted behaviors without using physical violence. When someone becomes aware of the fact that what they're doing needs to change because they feel uncomfortable when they continue that behavior, it's very powerful. One song can gently raise someone's awareness and radically change the direction of many people's lives. Every family concert is an opportunity to present and model new ideas for the kids and to reach out to parents and teachers and give them a few more tools for their toolboxes and more clarity about how to understand children and help them with any emotional distress they might be going through. As the writer Toni Morrison said about the artist's role in troubled times, this is precisely the time when artists go to work. There is no time for despair, no place for self-pity, no need for silence, no room for fear. This is how civilizations heal. Troubled times or not, we have a tremendous opportunity to meet others in places of vulnerability and healing. It's a gift and a challenge that performers have faced for eons, and we are squarely in the flow of that tradition. Singing and writing songs can challenge, amuse, entertain, unite, and ultimately, on a good day, change the world. So that's it for today. I'm Peter Alsop. I hope you stop by again next week and we'll listen to another song to chew. Bye for now.